Welcome back to another episode of Soma Soulworks. Where do faith and art meet? What does it mean to be made in God's image, knowing his nature as a creator? This podcast is an open-ended wrestling with God at the seam of Christianity and creativity as artisans working in the world of arts and entertainment. Hey, welcome back to the Soma Soulworks podcast. Um, today in the studio, we've got Aaron, Neil, Chris, Hunter, and kind of new, I don't know if you've actually been on the podcast before, but is Samantha, Samantha, Sammy, we call her both things. Um, also Bruce, um, same, <laughs> yeah. same person. Um, we also have a mystery guest who apparently is going to stay silent the whole thing. Um, he just sort of nods. You remember like... Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? There was that guy up in the booth that oh, would just like, the they'd call him like, oh yeah, we're gonna offer him what it, it's like that. Um, anyways, welcome everybody. Um, we have a couple things we want to chat about in the spirit of our season is larger on this question, what if I were king? And uh, as part of that, we have some practical steps that we have been trying to implement as ways to just move the ball forward. One of those we're gonna talk about today is our conference that we first hosted last summer. So in this case, that would be the summer of 2021. And we are looking forward, or actually really looking forward, to hosting it again in summer 2022. The name of this conference is Imladris. And who knows if I'm saying that right? It's an Elvish word. And so in Elvish, that's the same name for Rivendell, which is a place where Elrond, Elrond had his, uh, what, castle house, whatever they called it. And, uh, and I'll tell you where this comes from. Actually, I don't know if any of you know this story. Um, but um, it was probably 25 years ago that I felt like one of the first and strongest visions that God gave me as a thing to pursue towards the future was a place like Rivendell, um, and specifically a place where kings and queens, this is what was on my head 20 years ago, kings and queens could come together in a place of peace and reflection, that they could get away from all of the king and queen stuff and rest and really listen to God and be around each other where everyone was at the same table. Like no one had kind of like the honorifics and the and the, the um, hierarchy of stuff. And that they would just be able to be humans, right, in, in a place of rest. So that was actually a vision I had a long time ago. Um, and in my mind, it was always a specific, like a resort somewhere, right? That was what I was thinking about. Um, then as we started talking about having a conference for our small group of Christian developer friends, God was really clear. It's like, yeah, Imladra starts now. Like, it starts with an event. It becomes a place later, but it starts with people. It starts with an event. So that's why we named it that. And uh, and I think to say, like, if I were to summarize broadly what this is about is in, in the history of the Jewish faith, and I'm pretty sure they reestablished this, there's this body called the Sanhedrin. Mm. Um, and the Sanhedrin... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, how I understand it is I think there are 70 people, I think, that make it their deliberate purpose to try to think through kind of acts of justice and purpose and and uh, God, kind of God's heaven on earth thing. And so they just take this idea seriously, like we're just going to try to act as a governing body that actually thinks through eternal things, which is a pretty bold, crazy statement, right? But they're like, but that's our job, right? As the sort of as the priests of the one true God. And I just think that's a fascinating idea. Imladris is kind of in a similar idea. What if we could get 70 people as a delegation from different spheres, but specifically from arts and entertainment and specifically from gaming to think through these questions? And uh, and that's how Imladris started. Last year, we got about 40-ish people together. Um, and 
we tried to go over the top in terms of like this needs to knock your socks off in terms of beauty, in terms of food, in terms of production value. Like this is a wedding, not a conference. No one's in bunk beds. And uh, and so we tried to bring we brought uh, a band. We brought Barlow Girl out to do our worship set and they were fantastic. Um, huge blessing there. Um, we brought out kind of this really cool catered meals that we had. For example, we had our whole theme was about an abbey. So mm-hmm. we were at Abbey Road Farms. We served Abbey's pizza. We gave him Abbey gifts. We did this whole Abbey thing was our theme, which was really connected to Redwall. Um, and uh, and that, was, that was that. So that's the setup. Obviously, all you guys were here, were there. And I just want to talk about this, especially when people say, like, so what's that Imladris thing? Because we're going to be sending out invites here for the next year. And uh, I at least think it would be good for them to have a place to see, like, I don't know. What do you think? So I'll drop that there. And Sam, you're leaning in already. I am. Um, I just wanted to ask about your process, because uh, I know there's kind of a special way we choose who gets invited to Imladris. Yes, I guess that was the end. Okay. Yeah. So um, long story short is we really try to do this all through prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's be clear, like we know way more than 70 people who could be invited. And so... We try to make a great big list, and uh, and I think last year we wound up 150, 200 people roughly were on the kind of the raw material list. Then uh, Neil and I, in this case, we prayed through that independently, and anybody that kind of God highlighted to us, we mark as a, like, yes, yes, yes. And then we came together and compared our notes. Like, what did we hear God say? And especially any place that there was an overlap, we agreed, yep, God wants that person. Then they got on the invite list. There were also some additional people that were like, well, I feel strongly about this. And I'm like, I don't know that person. So that's fine. But really, we want this to be an invitation-only event. We imagine that probably the invite list will change from year to year. Um, yeah. And uh, and so it's tried to be done through prayer, which is a very unscientific process. But that's the jam. But it gets the right people there. And that's the goal. I think so. I think so. Um, so if, just if you could reflect on it, like what was your experience there? So I know what we were trying to do, but what did, <laughs> did it work? Like what did you guys experience? I think one of my favorite things is answering some key questions that God was highlighting throughout the year for these kings and queens. If you're a king and queen of the game industry, what is that like? What does God want? And then how do you rule and reign? Well, as kind of that perspective of leading out in the arts entertainment space but specifically in gaming and then there were several other key questions that we were talking through and wrestling with um, both with each other but also with God hey Lord what are you saying on this and that was the biggest piece that felt such an interesting conversation right on right on Aaron Sammy what was your experience for me I was coming off of uh maternity leave right at that event like I came back I think for part just started part-time work again going into that so it was for me it was rather nice as a right my life is not about a baby (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is not necessarily your focus of what the event was about but it was a nice little jump start for me as a refocusing my life around God and it's like because leading up until then I the previous 11 months at 10 11 months before at that point would have i was really about like right my body is growing a kid i am about to have a kid my life is really about to drastically change here yeah and then two months of i am so so tired and exhausted i just delivered a kid i am tired and just trying to keep up with it um and while still like keeping god in that process Mm. he was not my focus in the same way like he's not the forefront of my mind in the same way and that event really was nice to have as a reef 
as a getaway from one being able to actually get away from my kid <laughs> and we like we had my mother-in-law come and watched her because uh, the event was close enough that we didn't have to stay the night anywhere else we went back to our house right um and so i, I didn't have to worry about the overnight stuff but at least during the day i didn't have to worry because i had someone else watching her um and i was both me and my husband came out to it and we were able to enjoy the space and enjoy the time um james worked more than i did really because he was a sound guy for the different events so because he's our sound guy or has been so that it was just like for me but it was like I was able to really just be in the moment and one thing is I was able to do that I haven't I hadn't done in previous months for such a long time was actually some prophetic art during the worship time was working on that um and just that was that was a really lovely time for me that's what I remember the most was that particular moment it was also I think the first time I I don't know if it's this is true but it was the first time I really actually gave full mindfulness to the thought of what it would mean, mean to be a king or queen of the space, of the of the industry. And part of that is because there was actually a really big opportunity to talk to people about it outside of SOMA. Yes. And that was important, too. So I know that, so that was this moment of like, oh, right, Wait, it, having those other eyes on things, because like, I, uh, after being with SOMA so long, I know I'm like, my view of things is has filtered through a SOMA lens now that it's like, right, this is a thing, this is a thing. And so I have some people like, but why is that a thing mm-hmm. for you? Why is that a thing for Soma specifically? Right. It's like, okay, um, why do we have that kind of idea? It's like, because I've been with this company for so long that we get our own, we, our biases get confirmed by each other. Right. <laughs> admittedly. So having someone else a little bit call out with some of those biases is like, right, that doesn't have to be a thing. Because I remember one of the conversations was about allies in the um, industry versus enemies in the industry that were should be allies and it's like i was like but why why is that for you guys why is this an issue in the same way versus not or is that that was just one of the conversations like right this doesn't have to be the case yeah so that was i just that's one of the things that i took away and that wouldn't have happened outside of that event nearly because everyone there was ready to came with the idea with ready to talk about these bigger picture things these bigger picture ideas and then on a personal level, it was also a really nice refocusing time and just to be there with the spirit of God, so very present as well. was a nice refocusing time for my my personal space. Right, right. That does remind me, one of the other key things I heard from lots of the people who came was it was a moment to rest and share the struggles of the journey. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. were in, in a way, their, their own place that was also difficult. They're coming out of difficult times and it was a moment to rest and share, hey, we're all in this together, and man, I think we need to pray for each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. I, I think that was it, it, part of the idea was many of those people there, we've been walking with them for sometimes 10, 15 years, and there is the struggle, like, like this, this is a difficult way to be, but to try to frame it says, like, Let's frame this in a way of glorifying God, not just that we're tired. That's very real. Like certainly validate, like this is a genuine struggle. Like we're, we're out there, we're out there trying to do a hard thing. Um, but also say, but there's, there's a story to it. There's a bigger picture. There's a purpose. So that was cool. What about you, Sammy? Well, so I'm going to out myself as the uh, youngest or um, one of the youngest. We like to call you the Welbling. Yeah, yeah. So I'm one of the one of the youngest uh, members at Soma. I have been here for five years, but I, you know, as inspiring and beautiful as Imladris was, I also felt very out of my league. Like mm-hmm. there were 
you know, I'm always kind of blown away by the, by the people Neil and Chris know, like, um, you know, award-winning game devs uh, like with Numinous and uh, just well-established people who have just been around it. Like, I, you know, I can't even comprehend being in a career for 15 years and knowing having those kind of relationships for 15 years because, like, you know, what, 15 years ago, I, I was, like, doing homework and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> watching cartoons. Uh, so there, there's just this level of uh, – it was magical because even though I felt out of my league, I was welcomed mm-hmm. into the league. Like, it pushed me to grow and to, to – really recognize and for the first time believe that I had actual power and authority and respect that I just didn't know was mine. Um, And there was a lot of like notes that I kind of took during that event that still stick with me that it's, we asked the question like, what if you were the king and queen? And the answers kind of ended up being like, well, you basically already are a king and queen now what are you going to do about it um and so of course where there's the the push to be like a better king and queen and like there's going to be some that rise above and have a little bit more influence but uh just from the the uh all followers of of god having this responsibility and authority of rulership it's be like you're in this (laughs) whether you like uh, whether you like it or not yeah (laughs) open wars upon you whether you would risk it or not so there's something I want to just follow up on that I, I, I don't think this was intentional, at least not consciously, but a real big value was this notion that I would love in lodges to create that kind of generational continuity. Mm-hmm. So it's like get get the get the younger kings and queens in there to sit with the older kings and queens, to sit with the sages, so that this is, all becomes a continuity, right? And so so that there's a if you can use the terminology, like that there's an ability to have appropriate secession. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that we're we're trying to find and uh, I guess just state articulate common goals and values that that we could talk that we could do like that's that's actually I think a beautiful thing it's, and ultimately that's to say that it's the community that I think was the best thing and in a way I don't know why this this surprises me but uh, but it's the that it seems to have been catalytic for a lot of people to say like let's really dig in and not just for a couple of days in Oregon, but we started a Discord chat that is really active, um, that is really thoughtful. Some beautiful, beautiful things, and you see folks who who are given this opportunity to to really just chase these things down. And so we set this goal last year of like, can we articulate a hundred year vision? Like, mm-hmm. can we even say what we would want the industry to look like in a hundred years? And it it's not an easy answer. And especially to do that in a group where you want something different than I do and you have different ideas. Like, it's a hard thing to do, but these folks are willing, right? Um, and all of them are willing to do that in, in partnership with what God's wanting. So that's what's so interesting, too, is you get all these solid Christians who are in the industry, who are professionals, but also really close to the Lord. And so they're wrestling with the Lord and then sharing that with each other. And so, like, like really Holy Spirit's along this journey with us in order to help us answer those questions. Um, and I think that's the, one of the most beautiful parts with is this ongoing conversation uh, to answer these key questions, which we won't arrive to, but we are in, we're in process. Yeah. How do we answer these? 
we're starting to talk through that. We're praying through that in our own. We're also praying through it corporately. And then these questions um, can then be kind of fleshed out more. And because we're going to we're going to ask a much more questions based on the original questions. Yeah. So and then also, how do we the other piece um, besides the hundred year plan? The, what, what do we do? How do we how do we help create this industry in a way that's following the Lord and and bringing kingdom? But uh, we, we need some steps to do that. And so one of the other pieces we're talking about, is how do we bring together and reach out um, to 5000 Christians who are now all together? who are building each other up and also able to then influence the industry. Yeah. I think, because um, I know that there's a meaning to that 5,000 number, but I'm wondering if you'd like to uh, kind of share, uh, you know, what why is 5,000 the goal? Yeah, Neil, why 5,000? So we have, we have the kind of the rough statistics that I kind of heard through Lauren Cunningham and a few others. Um, when you get into influencing a culture and a country... Um, it's about 10% uh, that if, if about 10% is Christian, they're able to do something that's very different than under that amount. So in the gaming industry, roughly 50,000, 60,000 people. Um, there's, there's more total, but the majority of kind of the bigger portion of that industry is about that. Um, and so we're like, well, 10% of that is roughly 5,000. Um, that's a good number to go after, and then, then we can see a lot bigger transformation push. So that's the goal of five thousand. Because I mean, I'm struck by this because as a child of the internet, you know, most basic streamers and YouTubers can have more than five thousand people watching mm -hmm. at one time. Like five thousand is not a lot, and it yeah. can do a lot of good for the business. To be fair, like I think one of the just to compare what we're looking for compared to you know, I have a million viewers on my Facebook, is like, we are looking for 5,000 people who are serious. And uh, and I think that's a higher bar. So not just like thumbs up, you know, like I want Jesus in games, but there's gotta be a, a deeper commitment. Um, and we don't know how to measure that. We don't know, I don't even know if we should measure it. So it, admittedly, like we're thinking through how this idea operates. Um, but I, I'm glad you pointed that out. In, in the world of, you know, millions of followers, like not really, right? Um, yeah. So I want 5,000 people who I can call up and crash on their couch because I'm in town. You know, that kind of thing. Like, we're allies. We're friends. Like, this is a real thing. It's true. That is a bigger ask. Yeah. 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 If, uh, if you were to say, so say, say for example, someone here in a couple weeks gets a invitation to a lodgers and they're like, I have no idea what this is. Part of me is like, I just think that's fun. It's <laughs> sort of the mystery of it all. I have someone in mind I want to send this to. Okay. So it's like, what would you say, like, okay, you're listening, like, you got this invitation, you don't know what this is, we point you to the podcast, what would you say, like, if you were, if you were, got this invitation, what would you want them to know? Uh, the food is amazing. Mm. Uh, Dude. The people who <laughs> catered us last year, like, actually went out into their secret mushroom hunting terrain and, and brought all these, what were they, morels? Yeah. And they had stewed them up and like there was these smoked oysters and fish. And I'm just, I'm just saying, if nothing else, like you can come for the feasts and the fellowship there because it was just, It was a mighty feast. It was a delight. It was, and there's something, I, I mean, I've always thought food kind of solves all problems, um, <laughs> but there's something just really rejuvenating and refreshing about just sitting with your with your fellows at the table and just having a good old time and, and kind of resting and 
Yeah, uh, actually, you spoke to something that I, I would speak to is that there's fellowship. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that I know that we're trying to do is connect other Christians and believers to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and while this event is a little bit more, um, a little bit more isolated because we're trying to make sure that it's more of a, it's it's a smaller portion of it. It's not a here's the big wide everyone can come and join. It's it's a, it's a smaller intentionally, but and also like trying to make sure that God is bringing the right people to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, but with that in mind, it's like it's still an event that is like we are bringing people together to have fellowship with each other, to think deeply about these questions together. But most most specifically, just like hey, we exist with each other. We yeah. are on this journey together, even if it's in separate parts. We might have separate roles in this journey, like. Um, in chess, like you have different pieces uh, pieces to achieve the goal. You have the knight. You have the who can jump, jump everywhere, versus the uh, castle who's just a straight, straight and narrow. Like you, you're going this way, either straight or sideways, or back. One like this is the way you could go, or diagonals. Just like you have these, there are people who are super maneuverable, who like, or maybe the people who like, kind of are just on the forefront war as a pawn. Like they, they all serve a great purpose. Yeah. Um, and. In that case, we all have the same goal, uh, like there, uh, or at least I hope we have all the same goal. Um, and it's nice to know that you have allies in this, and that is one of the things I I loved about this is that I got to reconnect um, with some known allies, but I got to make new allies too. Right on. I think even for so many believers, probably the, the more I don't know a good way to say this, the more AAA your experience is there's a good chance the more isolated you feel, like I'm the only Christian here at Activision, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I agree that, that that knowledge, like, you are not alone. Like, admittedly, there's not a ton of us, but you're not alone. Yeah. I know <clears throat> for, for me, I got the opportunity to actually work with a couple of people that we sort of strengthened our connections there. Like, we, we knew them before, but uh, that kind of really opened a door to, for, them to first of all ask like hey i need some resources um because that's one of the things um that we also got out of that was like okay we're all friends here and we all want you to know like i have these resources available uh reach out to me if you need consultation in that or or aid or whatever and so they felt comfortable enough to reach out and then i was able to go onto these projects and offer my assistance um what expertise i had and uh, I think we've done it in reverse as well. Like we've reached out to be and mm-hmm. like, hey, mm-hmm. you happen to be really good at this one thing. We need advice. Yeah. And so there's a very personable networking there that was way more efficient and actionable than the the conferences we've been to, like like GDC and stuff. Like we've you know met a lot of people where the follow up was kind of just great, I have your number and my contacts, you're on my LinkedIn, but we're never going to talk again. Right. Like, I leave GDC with 200 business cards <laughs> Yeah. throw 95% of them away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that goes back to the core, bringing everyone together, and everyone had this bonding moment over, number one, who God is and what he's doing in the industry. And plus, hey, oh, you, you guys are fellow developers, and here's your story. Oh, wow. Here's my story. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you share that journey of similar experience and man does that bring you together and and leads to easy ways to connect and then work together and and wrestle with the questions right on mm-hmm. well i think i think for me and no one no one mentioned this maybe we're not doing it well enough like i want to lean into the total nerddom 
the I failed oh that it's all gosh. elf style. I mean, come on, like that's actually really fun. That's true. I, I probably should have <laughs> should mentioned that because that is one of the greatest things. There's just absolute freedom to just make all of the <laughs> absurd references you want, and like everybody just gets it. You know, it's like yeah. oh, Imladris, and it's like oh yeah. I'm pretty sure we're going to give out prosthetic ears this time. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those guests were pretty cool last year, too. So they were cool. We'll see if we can uh, top that this year. All right. So um, just for the sake of, uh, of of time, I feel like this is this is a good overview. I, I am certain that we will talk about Imladris in the future. But this is the first time we've talked about it really publicly. Um, so I feel like that's that's something we, we need to do. And in the spirit of our theme for the year, like this is something that we actively wanted to do as part of our vision of what if I were king and queen and that's partly to build build communities right build build the allies um, so thank you for that and uh, thank you for listening to the Soma Soul Works podcast we'll see you next time thank you for joining us this is just one offering from Soma Soul Works a production of Soma Games to learn more check out somasoulworks.com and we'd appreciate your support through patreon.com slash Soma Soul Works <laughs>